What's up, guys? Welcome to Free For All Podcast, your source for all things geek. I am your host, Evan Swafford. With me, as always, Trey Elliott. Not always here, but he's here today. Yo! Josh Burnett. Hello there! Chuck Nally. Hello. Puke Master Josh and Edit Master Chuck. You didn't hear us for a month because Chuck was doing masterwork on editing, uh, but it, it worked out. <laughs> I'm not happy about it, but it's his best work. I think I might release oh, it just as its own audio file so people can use it as their ringtone. <laughs> yes, please. Just, yeah, please do that. Somebody just gets a text <laughs> message. Are you okay? <laughs> I could have said it as your personal ringtone. Anytime you call, just... <laughs> I don't need to call someone. Uh, how is everybody? Good. All right, I guess. A ringing endorsement from Josh. Yeah, you know. Enthusiasm. Fucking Chuck, great! Chuck, how are Doing good, man, except for... Something keeps eating my fucking tomatoes, and it's not me. I'm angry about it. <laughs> so you're welcome? No, tomatoes are awesome. I, I don't like tomatoes, but I hate that someone's eating yours. But at least you know it's not me. Or me. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely no one on this, uh, on this show. I eat, a, I eat a tomato like an apple. <laughs> That's mm. fucking disgusting. It's just incredible that you do that, but you're like, cheese, fuck you. <laughs> cheese is gross, man. It comes from a, the titty of a cow. So does milk. I know. Oh, you're you're that guy? You don't even like milk? Wait, do you not like milk? No, I like milk. You fucking I mean, it. I don't just drink it, though. It's got to be like in Jerks off with it. Are it? <laughs> It's got like, uh, like I put it in cereal, just so I'm not eating dry cereal, but I don't put a lot in there. Fucking Eric here, he's fucking lactose, and he still eats cheese and takes his pill that doesn't fucking work. (laughs) (laughs) He's in there farting up a storm, and I have to yell, take your fucking pill. I am so paranoid in this apartment now. I am looking at every corner before I go to sleep, under my bed. Trying to do shit to you. I what? I literally did you not see that? I fucking killed a scorpion in my house. (laughs) Oh fuck that shit! I was not be there anymore. (laughs) I saw a thing crawling on the wall, and I was like, "What the fuck is that shape?" And it was a baby ass little scorpion. The mom's around here somewhere. Oh fuck that shit. That wasn't really a baby. They just don't get that big around here. They've always been here. Or at least I've, I've, I've been here. years I've lived here. I would have moved out immediately if I knew scorpions were a possibility. Hey, There's listen. Um, when I lived in Kentucky, there was a lot of scorpions that would come into the first house we lived in because we were in a, um, a pecan orchard, and they like to live in the bark of pecan and pine trees. And uh, one of them bit my foot one time, and my mom had to, like, cut my shoelaces off to get my foot out of my shoe. 
Wonderful. Uh, <laughs> this weather is real big. Like, I hit it pretty solidly with my shoe against the wall, and it just broke into pieces. That's how, like, hard the shell was. It didn't splatter. It just literally broke into multiple pieces, and then I vacuumed it up. I thought you'd you sure that wasn't, like, a toy or something? No, it was living. It was moving. And that fucking millipede or whatever I saw around here that I didn't get a chance to kill, that I don't know where it is. I hate this apartment. I hate it so much. I don't... I can't. I don't see why. <laughs> I'm like literally every time I go to like sit down on the toilet, I like run the brush underneath. The... Fuck you! No, is that how big it was? Uh, it was yeah, a little bigger uh, than that. Okay, that's a full grown scorpion around here. Oh, okay. I so still don't trust it. God, it's ter- It was terrifying. It also they took me hurt. like three minutes to Google that shit. I mean, I did too, but the ones that I saw in ten- in Tennessee were bigger than that. It says nah, these man. are the they don't, they don't get much bigger than that around here. They still hurt. It feels like getting stung like a bee, but it's not like you're gonna like make your arm fall off like it will out in the desert. God, scorpions are the most terrifying looking. Things They're real ever. fucking creepy, and you watch them fight shit too, and they get vicious. Fuck that, man! Like Sub Zero. I hate the joke was not funny the first ten times somebody made it. No, that's look pretty at good. Trey, though. Look at Trey. I yeah. fucking disagree. <laughs> <laughs> if someone tells that joke again in like six minutes, I'll laugh again. I haven't uh, <laughs> run into any scorpions in Grounded yet. Or do they exist, or is it just spiders? Uh, let's see. I have seen. No, no scorpions, but I've seen um, stink bugs and some sort of... I think it's called a bombardier beetle that'll fuck you up. I've seen I stink bugs. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen stink bugs, and I ran into one spider, and that fucker killed me fast. I There's I did not realize that, that game... So far. I did not realize that game was a straight survival game. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, it's kind of got a very fair. mediocre... It's got a very mediocre story to it, but uh, yeah, there's there's two different types of spiders in this one: wolf spiders and an orb weaver. Which is uh, if you see like a bunch of spider webs, you're close to them. Yeah, and leave. I haven't played yet, but I will before our next game video game show, which this is not. So we talk. Funny enough, we finally talk about video games when it's not the fucking video game show. That's how we do it. The only folks. All right. Or the video game show is reserved for me puking my soul out. (laughs) Go download now. You hear it before, in the middle, and at the end of the show. Chuck made sure of that. (laughs) That's true. That is the rare free stinger. Correct. (laughs) You got to warn the folks with that. Too. Yeah, movies and TV. Let's talk about that. Uh, hey, who died? Uh, first off, we're recording on the day that uh, the, the giant fucking explosion happened in Beirut. So, uh, our thoughts and prayers with those people. Um, good lord, I think over seventy people have died now, and like thousands are injured from the glass going everywhere. That shit looked like. Somebody bombed the fuck out of Beirut. Yeah, it was pretty insane looking. 
Yeah, it, it it looked like an implosion almost, like the way that there was an explosion already, and then it almost looked like stuff kind of got like sucked inward and then outwardly exploded with a giant ring of smoke. It was crazy looking. Like it's kind of shit you only see in movies. It really is, and conspiracy theories will be coming like crazy for this Ugh. because just... it's a it'll be a Wednesday in America. So conspiracy theory. It's insane. Did you guys realize this year that they released evidence of UFOs? Yeah. Yes. They just threw that, that shit big out big there big. hoping that it would distract people. And we were like, no, no, fuck this. The world is blowing up in other reasons. We don't care about aliens right now. Let's see what Rex yeah, Chapman like... posted. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anybody who's more obsessed with his Twitter than you. He has good, some really man. funny To his credit, he posts some really funny shit. But man, Chuck's a fan. <laughs> Go oh, big God. What? Go Big Blue in Kentucky. Yeah! Yeah. Anyways, he's died in the oh. movie and TV world. What? I was going to say, what? I'm sure that. All three of you assholes will get a kick out of this, but apparently on the ACC network, it was like Tar Heel Takeover Day a couple days ago, and like three of the games they played were losses by UNC in big games. I don't know how that constitutes as a Tar Heel Takeover, but the that, that uh, must have been a riveting half hour. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, the Duke game where Rivers Austin Rivers hit that fucking buzzer beater was one of the games, and uh, yeah. I. I think a championship loss to Miami was played. It's it's like really fuck you guys. Like you you have to do Tar Heel takeover and it's just us getting beat. Cool, thanks. You know why? It's because Duke grads become executives at the ACC network and North Carolina grads pump gas. Fuck you. <laughs> do they still they want to be the best player in the in their prospective position in the professional sports? Such as LT and Michael Dre- Michael Jordan, Jesus. Michael Dryden, the famous basketball player. <laughs> Jordan and Jackson. <laughs> you should watch The Last Dance, Josh. You might learn a thing or two. I want to. I haven't yet. It's on Netflix. Have you really not? Oh, God damn it. It's so good. It's, it's really fucking good, man. I didn't think I would watch 10 hours of it, but I totally fucking did. Yeah, I need to but watch it. But here we are. <laughs> Uh, sadly passing away. Jordan was a fucking fraud, man. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't have the flu. He didn't have the flu. What a piece of shit. Yeah. (laughs) See? He had a flu game sounds better than the, like, Harsh, cold game. <laughs> I'm not know. wrong. Love of God, Alan Parker died. Who's Alan Parker? There you go. Uh, he was a two-time Parker, Parker. Parker. Chuck! Have some respect. Uh... <laughs> He is a two-time Oscar-nominated director. Um, he won several BAFTAs. Um, 
He did uh, The Life of David Gale, uh, which that movie sucks, to be fair. I mean, rest in peace, but God, I hate that movie. Um, <laughs> Avita, um, Angela's Ashes, Mississippi Burning, I think, was his biggest one with Willem Dafoe and Gene Hackman. That's a good movie. Was that Madonna's Evita? Uh, this is a different Evita. Oh, so like, no, not, don't no. cry for me, Argentina. No one cares about that, Evita. Just no one. That song was pretty big. God, I hate Madonna so much. <laughs> she was a uh, Dick Tracy. No, I, Dick Tracy is not a good fucking movie. Oh, I thought yes, you were going to say Dick Tracy was in her. <laughs> no, it is. It is that Evita. No one cares about that Evita, Josh. But that's the one that Alan Parker directed. No one cares about that Evita. <laughs> Alan Parker will be missed. Let's talk about some trailers. Uh, hey, wait, what about Wilford Brimley? Oh, shit. The diabetes caught up. You're right. Yeah. And the How did you forget, man? Also, Antonio Banderas played Che Guevara. I did not realize that. Oh, I thought you were saying Antonio Banderas died. (laughs) Oh, no! I thought you were saying Antonio Banderas played Wilford Brimley in a (laughs) biopic. That is bold asking. (laughs) I would watch that. Wilford Brimley had been in bad health for a while because of the aforementioned diabetes. Uh, but he fought the good fight for a long time. Yeah, I think what is the, like, he's always looked like an old man. I think, what is it, Brad Pitt or somebody is older now than he was when he was in Cocoon? No, it was Tom Cruise. I think they both are now. Holy shit, that's insane. Yeah, dude. (laughs) Shows what being attractive and working out will do for you. Wolfram Brimley looked 80 in Cocoon. Yep. He was like 50-something. Yep, well, that man probably smoked a lot of cigars. 100%. Not with that diabetes. Well, let's uh, let's talk about some trailers. Chuck, de-animated. Your time has come. Uh, Death in the Family, an interactive DC animated movie. What are your thoughts on this? Um, I'm... Excited yet, I don't know. Apprehensive, I suppose. I I saw the trailer uh, when you uh, tagged me on Facebook last week, and, and um, it takes a lot from uh, Batman um, Under the Red Hood, uh, the animated movie that came out five years ago, five or six years ago. More, than, uh, more and they are it. getting the fine six or seven years ago. It's not. Who cares? Um, anyway, they get like almost all the original casting back, um, to, uh, continue on. I thought it was like a joke at first when you showed it to me because it was scenes from the movie, but with him as like Red Robin and him as Jason Todd, like Robin, like there was a bunch of different things, but like in the same settings, so I thought it was a joke at first, but apparently you get to decide whether or not he 
lives or dies kind of playing out the original call-in voting um, when they ran this comic book story back in the 80s. So uh, I think it's a, now that I know it's not a joke, I think it's a cool premise. And uh, I mean, I'll buy it, even though I already own Under the Red Hood, but I own all the rest of them anyway, so I might as well. And a steel book, Trey. (laughs) Yes, steel book. I'm fucking uh, stoked for it. Uh, it, It's just cool. And this is basically like DC Animated's version of like Bandersnatch on Netflix. Um, They, uh, I like the fact like all the different options. Like there's a whole lot of endings you can get to. Like in the trailer, you see Jason Todd becoming like Hush. You see a Jason Todd version of Deadshot. Um, and then, like I said, Red Robin. Like, all of that, I was like, this is really cool. Just making, like, what decisions would lead to him becoming, like, these other iconic characters. I like that a lot. I'm actually pretty stoked for this. So, real Even quick. Though- Go ahead. So, sorry. Um, as someone who's DC illiterate, help me understand what's happening here. Well, the original comic book, Death in the Family, was when um, DC actually let people call in and mail in and vote whether or not the Joker was going to kill Robin. And it it got he got crushed. super fucked up. Yeah. yeah. Well, they weren't expecting the result that they got. Like, it was like a almost like a five-to-one ratio of them wanting him dead than alive. So he killed That's him. Crazy. And he stayed dead for, like, 20 or 25 years and then hush came out and they were like oh my god it's it's robin but it turned out that was clayface pretending to be jason todd but then uh, a year or two after that he actually came back as the red hood and that's he's in dc comics right now except he's not a villain when he first came back he was trying to take out batman more or less and be like the uh organized crime boss of gotham yeah the uh the movie under the red hood excellent by the way um a different take on the joker it's uh john dimaggio who who voiced uh bender and um marcus phoenix on uh gears of war he was the joker so it's like a raspier kind of um voice but i thought he did an excellent job and the writing is fantastic um yeah i like that movie a lot yeah it's it's pretty accurate from the comic book too so um okay this is just kind of like an Elseworlds potential, like choose your own adventure version of that. Like um, I'm always happy whenever I get to see, even though it's maybe my least favorite Tim Drake design, I'm always happy to see the red Robin suit from pre new 52. Is it the techie looking one? It's the, it's the one with like the flat cowl. It doesn't have ears. It's literally like a Robin cowl and like has the cross bandolier on it. Yeah. Um, I was, that's the only one I couldn't name. Yeah, it's, I mean, it looks cool. Um, I kind of want to, have they done anything with the actual Arkham Knight in comics? Or have they just, did they just leave that in the games oh. and just say, because basically no, no, Arkham no. Knight is Red Hood. There, There is an Arkham Knight in, in comics. They came out like three years ago, I think. It was a girl. Uh, she was like the great-granddaughter of Jeremiah Arkham. Okay. Because I, th- yeah, I, mean, uh, I, I remember being pissed what? that it was Jason Todd, but I really like the design of the Arkham Knight. And, like, I remember that story. Like, I figured it could be kind of cool in comics. I like Jason Todd as a character. He's probably my fourth favorite Robin, but I still really like him. I've also decided... That, there's only four Robins. 
Well, there's Stephanie Brown and, you know. She doesn't count. Wow. She's a spoiler. Hashtag Chuck 2. I mean, yeah, I do like Damien, Tim, and, uh, wow, Jesus, Dick (laughs) better (laughs) uh, than Jason Todd. But he's still, I mean, all the Robins are great. Robin is, like, uh, next to Superman, my favorite comic character, so. Oh, wait, uh, Evan, what was that uh, Starro? uh, Jaro. Jaro was Robin. (laughs) Man, they need to bring him back bad. I'm probably never going to finish I really want to see um, Titan Season 2. Doesn't he become Nightwing in Titans Season 2? You'll have to watch and find out. Yeah, at the very end. Thank you. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, sorry. Uh, also, yeah, Arkham Knight appeared in comics uh, in Detective Comics 1000, actually. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, so that went on for a while. Um, Josh, his Dark Material Season 2. Yeah! We talked about the Season 1 last week, or last show. Finally finally just watched the first season, uh, which we both uh, liked hey, pretty well. I watched well. that. Uh, you did, you did. You just weren't here for the discussion. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you. You watched the whole thing. Yeah, man. Oh, nice. Did you like I it? Like this? Yeah, I'd probably give it like a seven. I love the bear. The bear was dope. York is the best. I'm very excited for season two, though. I think this trailer looks really like. I remember I texted Evan like halfway through the trailer when I was watching it when it dropped last week, and I was like, "Oh, I'm way more excited for season two than I was a week ago." Um. I feel like I really like all the stuff they're doing with the two worlds. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, I feel like the story's like gonna really move forward. Like, there was a lot of world building and me not knowing what was happening, and then they gave a lot of answers like at the end, and then they moved it forward. And I was like, okay. And I feel like now we can see some stuff. So I'm, I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty stoked for it. There was a lot to take in. Uh, Yes, there was a lot of action. That, which I was surprised by. Um, and the, the so. titular silver knife was shown, which is, I think, what the second book is called. So they yes, follow in the path. I did, did not see any James McAvoy. Um, I can't remember how much he's actually in the second book. He wasn't he's in the He's not that major a character, to be honest with you. Like, I mean, he's a major character plot-wise, but he's barely in the first book. I don't know if he's even in the second book at all. Um, the story think, is really focused on... I think on they cast him in that role as, like, a way to hook in people um, for uh, uh, just to have a big name. And then, then that way he, they knew he could get out because he wasn't going to stay in on that. I mean, him, it looks to be more Lin-Manuel Miranda next year, which I think is great. Even though, apparently, Gen Zers are turning on him hard right now. Yeah, but I don't care. I agree, but this, like, stupid backlash against him is just, like, I, I get, like, an article a day fed to me about how he's being, like, mocked mercifully on TikTok by teenagers and everybody's mad about fucking Hamilton and shit. Who is this? Lin-Manuel Miranda. For I think what? the word you were looking for is mercilessly, also. What did I say? Mercifully. Mercifully. 
They're mocking him, but they're pretty merciful. Yeah, you know. Shut the fuck up, Chuck. Um, Yeah, there's backlash about Hamilton in general, but apparently, like, he's just not relating well to the young kids these days, apparently. It's just stupid. Jesus fucking Christ. But anyway. Um... The, the, let's talk about the Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country trailer. The, the official one, I think HBO just put it out last week during the Comic-Con at home, which did not do well. But uh, that's a different story. Um, and they barely advertised it. Yeah, it was bullshit. We got a couple of trailers out of this. But this is one of them. Lovecraft Country. I've been looking for this for a while. It's uh, uh, Jordan Peele doing a Big budget TV show uh, for HBO. I think this drops on August 16th. What are we thinking about this trailer? I think it looks badass. I think it's really interesting that Jordan Peele was the one doing it, considering, like, H.P. Lovecraft was notoriously racist as fuck. Um, but that shit. the story looks cool as shit. Like, I, I, this trailer, it, like, is Watchmen vibes to me in terms of, like, how well-produced it looks and just, like, an HBO premiere TV show, when they do that right, they, it's like nobody does it better. Yeah, it looks pretty fucking legit. Um, I didn't realize it was Jordan Peele until just now. Uh, so that makes me even more excited for it. I'm not sure if he's directing. I know he was the one, like, that got this going, and he's uh, the uh, EP... Yeah, it definitely says produced by, I think, in the trailer. But Okay, um, okay. I mean, he's pretty much doing nothing else. He's doing Twilight Zone and that right now, and I'm sure working on some movie that we haven't heard of. Yeah, this is like... A, this. If you haven't seen the trailer, it's a story. It, it centers around a black family, and it's a, a man and uh, I believe his brother um, that go on a search for their father, like across 1950s, like... Pro America, and but also at the same time, they start coming across like a bunch of like Lovecraftian monsters mm-hmm. on their hunt, um, which also may be some of a weird twist on the fact that H.P. Lovecraft was a well known racist, uh, like owning that and turning that into a story type thing. Um, so I don't know, I'll be interested to see what they do with that. I, Jordan Peele tends to shift things around on that front. Um, so did, did I don't know. Cool did you guys see uh, Color Out of Space? I want to. Uh, yeah, I do too. Yeah, I watched that. It is weird as shit. I mean, <laughs> even with Nick Cage, like Nick Cage is one of the most normal parts about that movie. Let's put it that way. Uh, singles tournament competitor Brendan the Kid Meyer from the movie trivia Schmodown happens to be in that movie. Thumbs up. Thank you. There it is. <laughs> Obligatory thumbs up. Uh, yeah. Anyways, we'll find out about uh, Lovecraft Country pretty soon. We'll be talking about that probably on the next uh, movie TV show. Is there uh, any? Let... Oh, never mind. Go ahead. No, fine. Go ahead. It's it's It was just a random question. Don't worry about it. I want to know, Josh. I'm just wondering if anybody has actually experienced anything actual like Lovecraftian or the the... Like most Lovecraftian thing you've seen that you've liked, because he's a very acquired taste. Oh, I, I thought you were asking if I've ever seen a monster, and I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like I think the thing that I've 
that I've watched that's the closest to Lovecraft material was like in the Mouth of Madness growing up, which is a really fucked up movie. It's like when Sam Neill was doing some crazy ass shit in the 90s. But I just I don't know a whole lot of people. I know a lot of people who like the books, but haven't seen a whole lot of like adapted materials that people really, really like. So I'm interested in where this actually goes. I saw a guy with two dicks once. That went exactly what you did it to. Watch the movie. Uh, I'm like, looking through like some Lovecraftian movies, and I can't find anything. His uh, his name was DP Lovecraft. <laughs> wow. This is why I didn't want to ask the question. <laughs> Shouldn't have started then. Man, I have not seen any of this. I don't think I've ever seen any movies based on Lovecraft. There was that game that came out last year that looked kind of cool, Sunken City. Yeah, it it didn't. I really wanted to play that, but it didn't get good reviews, and I'm a pussy, so I did not play it. All fair things. Yes. Especially me being a pussy, because games scare me. Yeah, I, I think Lee has read some of their stuff, some of his stuff, and I'm pretty sure Will has too. Yeah, they. Uh, it's also like super <clears throat> um, prevalent in board games, um, but I actually get to play a board game with that theme either. Really, um, holy shit! Right, a board game you have played? Or at least yeah, I know there's like so Eldritch. Uh, I want to say like Eldritch Horror is like a really big one. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. Yeah, I I think he, it's a he's a really fascinating author and a really fascinating like storyteller. So I'm I'm interested to see what actually comes out of this. Uh, last trailer. Let's talk about the Utopia trailer. Uh, it's a new Amazon original show. Uh, it's based on another show of the same name that came out and did really well over in Europe uh, a couple years ago. Uh, what do we think about this trailer? I don't know what's going on in this show. I know John Cusack. John Cusack is really close to the camera a couple of times, and that's about all I know. I know that John Cusack is like the liberal opposite of Adam Buck. He is a crazy person, but way far left. Are you saying he's the exact polar opposite of Adam Baldwin? Is that who you said? Yes. Okay, you cut off there, but I could only assume that you Adam met John Casey. He sucks. It really sucks because he's he plays like some of my favorite characters, but I can't like the man. I can't do it. You don't have to like him as a person. Tom Cruise is a crazy son of a bitch, but I love Tom Cruise movies. But I love him as a person too, even though he's a monster. I'm sure I love Tom Cruise so much that it, I can I can live with it. But Adam Baldwin, I'd love to be able to meet that guy and be like, thank you so much for being John Casey and Jane, and you shot that fucking alien in Independence Day. But all I'm going to think of is, man, you really like guns. Like, a lot. I'm pretty sure that he, like, Hansel and Gretel leaves candy, like, luring kids into Scientology. Who, Tom Cruise? Yeah, who else? I mean, Adam Baldwin said that. Adam Baldwin does that, but in I was, was going to say, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't care. Like they suck as people, but who cares? I can separate that. I still like a shit ton of stuff that Kevin Spacey was in, but he's a horrible shit bag. I've uh, only watched Baby Driver since uh, 
the Kevin Spacey stuff makes me sad. That's uh, beforehand, so. Fuck you. So good. Uh, if you're trying to go to sleep, it's the best. Zing. Zing? <laughs> <laughs> you fucker. Uh, it might be my second uh, favorite Edgar Wright movie. It's not. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> let's see. Utopia is... Uh, see, it focuses on a group of young adults who meet online are mercilessly hunt mercilessly. One more time? <laughs> uh, mercilessly. Oh, yeah, like you haven't used that word today. Uh... Hunted by a shadow deep state organization as they come in possession of a near-mythical cult underground graphic novel. They discover the conspiracy theories in the comics pages may actually be real and forced into the dangerous, unique, and ironic position of saving the world. That's what it's about. After you read that. I really like that trailer, but until I read that, I was like, what's happening? I don't know. I'm in on it. I'm tentatively in, but it's really hard for me to get excited about Amazon shows right now that aren't Lord of the Rings or Dark Tower, and only one of those is happening, so and unfortunately... Lord of the Rings isn't going to happen for like another two years. I know. At least. It pisses me off. Give me that show. Hey, you could uh, finish that one show that was your number one show of the year a couple of years ago. I thought about starting season three again. <laughs> and then watching season four and finishing it. Yeah, I need to. I also need to watch seasons four and five of Billions? Three and four? I don't know what you have and haven't seen. They're on season five, but it's only halfway through. They, so, have, yeah, I've only, they I've, have a mid I've seen three seasons. I need to watch four yeah. and five. Season 5 stops at episode 7, and they call it the mid-season finale because of COVID. They didn't get to finish it. So, it'll second half will be back sometime later. Damn you, COVID. Anyways. Man in the High Castle, that's the, the name of the show. God, I've been trying to remember it. Jesus. <laughs> Anyways, the news. Sans Huey Lewis, he doesn't hear well on Skype or in life. Um, so that's why we don't get him. Uh, uh, renew, cancel. Bunch of renewals. Uh, Perry Mason has been renewed for season two. Pretty stoked for that. I enjoyed, uh, the episode I watched. Uh, hey Chuck, did you like the first episode of Perry Mason? You weren't on to talk about it. It was alright. Alright. A little boring. I mean, that one girl didn't fuck him off the bed. Yes, she did. <laughs> Trey, did you watch it? Uh, yeah, I watched the first episode. I think I'm probably about where Chuck's at. It's I can I currently appreciate it more than I like it. Matthew Reese, right? Yeah. The, yeah. the production value on it, but it's very slow. But I liked it. It picks up a little bit. Um, but I've only seen I saw a couple of episodes. It picked up a little bit, but it's solid. I'll probably keep watching. Uh, Hunters, uh, season two, that's <laughs> happening. Uh, that one kind of surprised me. There's a couple uh, people that fucking love that show. There's a few uh, people that really like the 
that show. It's crazy. That's Al Pacino, the Jewish Nazi hunter, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, the opening scene of that show is really awesome, though. Uh, we don't Pea Valley, that. which is a uh, show on uh, stars that we'll be talking about on the second show today. Uh, already been renewed for season two. And also, huzzah, Outer Banks season two on Netflix. I'm pretty stoked about that. That gives me my, my garbage, like, teenage drama treasure hunting show. God, I enjoy it. Oh, that one. Gotcha. You don't know. Don't lie to yourself. Yeah, it's where those three guys, they're on the island and they find the treasure. And, like, everybody starts hunting them and it's like a rich person's island. No. I remember the trailer for that. I nailed it. You can't tell me you're wrong. And yet, also, when uh, is the uh, Island season two coming out? Oh, it's coming. It's coming. God, I'm excited for the Island season two. Uh, let's see. Uh, Disney has had some news today. Um, but. A strong rumor, at least, is that they are currently working on a uh, Han Solo uh, series for Disney Plus, uh, following in the uh, solo in the solo movie. So the Alden Ehrenreich, whatever his name is, uh, would continue on because they've already said that they're not going to be doing any more movies with him. Uh, do we want to see a TV show continuing his story? So yes. there's like a million rumors floating around about this. One was that it was a Lando show. One was that it was a solo show. One was that it was a, um, oh my God, what is the name of the group? Um, Scorpion. No. The fucking <laughs> Darth Maul group. NRA. Trey is the only person who can answer this question is just staring into nothingness. I'm trying to oh, oh, I know it. It's uh, Mauls to the Wall. <laughs> oh god damn it it's gonna bug me but i wanted to the, the, window the last one <laughs> um i don't know if i honestly don't think they're gonna do a show based solely on the solo character because that movie is one of my favorites of the disney era star wars movies but it's very much most people's least favorite um i think it could be really really cool though what is the name of that fucking group? I, I don't know. Yeah. I'll Google it. I'm already looking at it. We're looking okay. for it. Like an adult. Uh, I, I actually went, I, Solo is a fun as hell movie I, and could arguably work better as a TV show. Um, Dawn. Uh, so, so I'm on what? Crimson Dawn. Uh... I was about that's to a, say Wolverine. That sounds Wolverine. like a like a death metal band name generator name. Sure, but the a Crimson Dawn show where Lando and Han Solo show up every once in a while could be really fucking cool. Plus, it gives us more Darth Maul, but not Ray Park. They have to land Donald Glover, wouldn't they? Yeah, that's been like heavily rumored that they're focusing on that because once he's done with Atlanta season three and four, which he's filming back to back, he's supposedly has like a blank slate and he's yeah, actually he's shown interest in doing it again because he's not doing a community. Movie. 
<laughs> He'll get him back. He did. He did one reunion during COVID. Not about all the free time that man has. Uh, speaking of Disney, uh, as of our recording, they had made uh, quite the news splash today. First off, they had to put out their earnings report um, showing how bad COVID's affected them. And for the last quarter, they project a three and a half billion dollar loss. And I was like, "Ooh, that hurts." Yeah. Um, of course, people are already overreacting to this, saying that Disney's going to like start selling off stuff. And I'm like, "They're fine." I was like, "I mean, Noah likes to take a three and a half billion dollar loss, but they're sadly they're like they're they can absorb that. They'll be fine." They they make yeah. a lot of profits really quick. So, hey, let's make let's back up a Brink truck to uh, like fucking Iron Man and let's go back and do a flashback Iron Man movie and guess what? That makes a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean they'll be okay. It, it is Disney. Their parks are open again, at least in limited capacity, from my understanding, and that was like the biggest hit to their revenue possible. So they'll be okay. They're not going to have to make any changes or anything massive aside from the other part of this story. Yeah, they just need coronavirus to go away. Um, but what they also announced was uh, Mulan, which was supposed to be their first tentpole of the year. I think it was originally scheduled, what, March? March or April? April, uh, I think. Yeah. Anyways, big movie for them. Um, and I've always thought it looked really, really good. Um, they were projecting a lot of money for it, and so it's not one that they wanted to do on video on demand. Uh, so they kept pushing it. Um, they finally announced on September 4th that's going to be coming to Disney Plus, but they've made a change because there's so much money wrapped up into it. And as I said, they just lost a shit ton of money. Um, Disney Plus subscribers will have the opportunity to pay for. Uh, a premium access fee of $30 to then download uh, Mulan. They haven't been very clear on how long that download lasts. They've been very clear say it wasn't a rent or it wasn't uh, ownership of it. So it's definitely not like, I guess you don't have it forever. Um, so I don't know how long the time will be, but it is on top of your monthly subscription uh, to Disney Plus, you will have to pay thirty dollars to watch Mulan. How are, are we gonna? Let's pretend pirating's not a thing. Are we gonna do that? I would. The more I think about it, um, I get that it's a lot, and I get that it's frustrating because it's being debuted on a service that we already pay for. But at the same time, I do look at it kind of like. Especially for people with families, if you go to see that movie in theaters. You're spending more than $30. Way more. Um, Even on just tickets alone, if you have two adults and one kid or two kids and one adult or whatever, you're paying roughly $30 to go see it anyway. Um, Unless you're a subscriber to like AMC, A-List or whatever for everybody involved, you're paying $15 roughly average per ticket. So just two people going is $30. That's on top of getting candy and popcorn and shit like that that you can get super cheap when watching at home. So like the value seems bad because we're used to things on streaming services being all included or um, being able to rent things for five or $6. But if you look at like what they did with onward and you look at what they did with trolls and stuff like that, I mean, those rentals for those of us who didn't have access to other means 
um, were $30, right? They were, or $25 or whatever they were. It was roughly the cost of going to see it with two people. And you could watch it with way more than two people if you do rent it at home. Um, I understand the value proposition and I understand people being upset about it, but it's the only thing they can do to try and recoup some sort of money on this $250 million project they're releasing in a format that it can't possibly make them as much money as it would in theaters. For me, and I'm sure it's arbitrary and it's obviously subjective, but if they just dropped it 10 bucks and it was $20, I think I would have been completely okay with it. The idea that, like, especially during quarantine when a lot of people are at home or, like, obviously not getting together in groups. I mean, of course you have families, but, like, this idea that you're going to charge more than what it costs to go to, the, like, any movie ticket, pretty much, to watch it and then not get any of the movie theater experience is, like, a little bit insane to me. Um, yeah, I mean, I get the need to make some money, and I would think charging some for something like that would be a good deal, but I don't know, man. 30 bucks just seems like they're getting a little greedy. I mean, I'm actually, I'm actually with Josh on this. Um, I don't mind watching movies at the house, like being able to pause it when I want to use the bathroom and I miss anything. I can make my own fucking food for less than, you know, $15 a person. Uh, $30 is reasonable. Especially if it's in like ultra high def and I can watch it like it's crystal clear. I mean, I only go see like four or five movies a year anyway, uh, just because of how fucking expensive it is. Uh, $30 is easy. Yeah, I mean, if, if I guess the question I have for you is if this were Black Widow under the exact same circumstances with right now the understanding that most likely through the end of the year, we're not going to have theaters. They're going to continue. We have no solid date. The only theaters that Mulan is releasing in, I just looked it up, are in regions where Disney Plus is not an option and theaters are said to be open. Um, every time they talk about Tenant, it gets pushed back another two weeks. Like, we have no idea when theaters are going to be just, like, really open and ready for people at any sort of capacity. If they were releasing Black Widow within the next two weeks at a $30 price tag and we had no access to a Plex server or anything like that, I'm fairly sure we would all pay that. I would. I just don't like the $30. Let 30, the something about the 30 just kind of hits me wrong, because I think almost every other VOD is 20 to 25, and they went 30 plus it's behind the paywall of Disney+. Plus. Like, you can't rent the $30 unless you were an also a Disney Plus subscriber. That seems a little much to me. At the same time, I 100% would do this, and like I, because I want to see Mulan, and I would do it for Black Widow. I still don't like it. Like it's not good optics. Like, yeah, Sony. We were just talking about like Sony does some stuff that it completely makes sense from a business standpoint, but people are going to bitch about it from for PR for a little bit, but it'll turn out good for them anyways. It's just the same thing on here for me. Yeah, like, if, if this were Wonder Woman, I would do it in a heartbeat. I wouldn't even blink about it. I would pay it right now and wait the three months before it actually happens or whatever. Like, um, you know, I'm, I've, I'm so starved for new movies anyway, um, and I'm hoping that there's some sort of announcement like that for, like, if it were an HBO Max thing um, and Wonder Woman 3 were going to debut on there, but it was, like, a $30 purchase or whatever, like, I would 100% do that. Um, it it does well, suck because... They made... They made a very 
special point to say that they have zero plans to do this with any other tentpole movie. Um, so I think that they wanted to nip that in the bud fast. Yeah. I mean, this, can they reverse that fear? But he was very quick. He was like, we have zero plans for this to be a regular thing because they want back in the movies because they make a lot more money. Personally, also, I want that too, but obviously it has to be safe. Yeah, I also think that they're doing that to appease uh, cinema owners so they don't want to be on the... <sighs> One, it's never going to get to the universal level with Disney because Disney owns essentially the theaters because if they don't release their movies, AMC is fucked. Um, So they're never going to get bullied around like that. But I do think they want to keep them happier and and avoid certain bans and things like that if potentially possible. And this could totally turn around if, you know, they make $200 million off of this and, you know, at least are able to recoup, if not make a little bit more on the money or on the movie even if it doesn't come out as a massive profit um that's on mulan which has way less at least domestic interest than like the next marvel movie following endgame like that i totally don't think they're going to do it with black widow but if this is a massive success and people actually take advantage of it i could see them reversing that decision but i think they're going to have to do it one at a time and with like forewarning to the movie theater distribution centers, like or distribution companies, because if they make a blanket statement the way that Universal did with Trolls, we're going to be right back into the same thing and leading to that 17 day window and all that agreement bullshit that Universal had to agree to just to get their movies back in theaters. Um, yeah, again, just... it won't quite be that hard because it's Disney, but I mean, I don't know. Everything is on weird pause right now anyway, and they're they sitting with these movies done in the can. Like, they have to try and recoup some sort of money on them eventually. Yeah. they. I mean, they will at some point. They're just having to... They're eating it on just sitting on money for a long time. But a lot of movies are going to go to 2021 that have been for the fall. There's going to be a lot of those good. And next year is going to be awesome for movies if we're allowed back in the theaters. Oh, but they're going to uh, start pushing stuff from next year to 2022 instead. Some stuff, some of it they will. Like, some of the stuff that would just get, like, overwashed by all of the really big stuff. But there's going to be a lot of big shit next year if we're allowed back into uh, the movie theaters. The last part of this was good on Disney+. Plus. Uh, they did release their subscriber-based number. Their five-year goal was $60 million and they hit it in eight months. Yeah. Shit. Probably helped so. by COVID and helped by positive reviews of Mandalorian, for sure. But, um it's interesting because they don't have a ton of like original content that people really, really like. It's really only Mandalorian right now. No, man. Kids, dude. My kids watch cartoons on that daily. Like, I, yeah. it is invaluable to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, like, original content, which is what a lot of streaming platforms Onward. need. What's that? Onward. It- Onward, getting early access on, on a few of the things has been really big for it, especially like Onward and then uh, uh, Rise of Skywalker being out on it and all that stuff has helped as well. Um, all right, let's move on. Well, actually, what? I said good movie, Rise of Skywalker. I agree. Yeah. Let's not stretch the truth here, Josh. We aim to tell the truth. Uh, Disney adjacent uh, Pixar. Uh, has announced their new movie. Uh, we were supposed to be getting Soul this year. Supposedly we still are. That got pushed to November. We'll see if that happens. Probably not. Uh, but their 2021 movie now has been announced as a... Uh, it's called Luca. Um, we don't know a whole lot about it now. It's got a cool little... Except, uh, that, uh, except that he lives on the second floor. 
I knew that joke was coming. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard it like 30 times already. Also, the description of this movie basically sounds like Italian stereotype, the movie. It won't be that, but it totally sounds like that. Yeah, it's, it takes place in Italy. We know the sailing. And the guy that's uh, making it, it was uh, he was nominated uh, for an Oscar for his 2011 sh- uh, short uh, for Pixar called La Luna. Which I don't really remember. It's like a father and son or a grandfather and grandson that are like cleaning up stars on the moon or something like that. Um, It's apparently pretty good. It it was before that stupid fucking lava you bullshit volcano garbage. Fuck you, man. That that short is awesome. God, I hate it. Um, I'm trying to pull up the, uh, the description of Luna real quick or Luca real quick. No, you're fine. I mean, like, literally, it's like he he runs around the rooftops of Italy and eats pasta. Like, I swear to God, it's so bad. Set in Italy, the animated film is being described as a coming-of-age adventure that will tell the story of a young boy named Luca as he experiences an unforgettable summer with his newfound best friend in a seaside town on an Italian Riviera. But all the fun is threatened by a deeply held secret. He is a sea monster from another world just below the water's surface. No, I've definitely heard a different description that was an official description that's not that. <laughs> I mean, oh, that man. is from, that's from Pixar. I know, but I've definitely seen a different one as well, but anyway. You saw a racist on Facebook. <laughs> it's possible they they exist there. <laughs> Oh, man, I was so excited when you were like, it's just the typical, I was like, oh, that is not how they're describing it. <laughs> I'm trying uh, to anyway, it out, God damn it. Uh, in breaking news right before the show, um, there's a Who's the Boss revival in the works starring no. Tony Danza and Alyssa Milano. Wait, they're actually, this. they're coming back? Tony Danza and Alyssa Milano are. Well, what do they have to do? Nothing. It turns out the, I didn't realize the, who's the boss. Was still alive. <laughs> I don't. Is Angela still around? Probably not. Judith. Uh, Judith Light. Yeah, she was nominated for an Emmy a couple of years ago. Mona. What? Definitely yeah, not. She's on Transparent. Or was? That's it. That's it. Trey, how is it getting darker in your room? Uh, I don't know. Ten o'clock. Mona is definitely dead, though, right? Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure she's dead. Hundred percent. Uh, close. I, I have fond memories of Who's the Boss, but I bet that show was terrible. Oh, yeah. it's totally terrible. Angela, but Angela. <laughs> Every time. Plus, uh, plus Tony Danza was on that Netflix show with uh, what's his Josh name? Josh Groban. They drugged him. God, that show sucked. <laughs> no, it was good. Uh, yeah, it, was it sucked so it, bad. No, it was a very solid show. Solid oh, yeah. shit. Mona oh, died in 2019. Oh, she almost made it. To what? <laughs> the revival. Oh, got revival for her right now. Something totally different. <laughs> it involves pagan symbols. 
um, their, uh, Netflix has announced a The Witcher uh, prequel show coming out called The Witcher Blood Origin uh, because The Witcher did very well for in season one. Uh, do we want more Witcher content, though, that does not involve Henry Cavill? I do. Uh, that first season's not great. I love it. The Who second episode is one of the worst episodes of TV I have ever seen in my life. You're stupid. It's terrible. It's not that bad. It's not good, but it's not that bad. I'm it gets better. I'm it's not really loving it. The, uh, the action in it is really good. I think the fact that they're not going to jumble up the timeline, like they realize that that's a mistake, helps. But Henry Cavill being in it and him just being kind of awesome really helped me with the first season. Like, I don't hate the first season, but I don't know that I want more. And it had a lot of people watch, but not a lot of people ended up loving it. So I'm interested to see how more content does. I think Witcher Season 2 will do all right. I don't know about a completely other show, but we'll see. It's Netflix. They'll greenlight anything. Yeah, they will. That much is definitely true. Thank you for calling Netflix. Uh, exactly. You get it. Um, in the streaming world, Peacock is launched. We'll be talking about a few Peacock originals later. Uh, a new original coming. Uh, Craig Robinson has just been cast as a lead in a Peacock original comedy called Killing It that is uh, from the Brooklyn Nine-Nine team. I'm all for that. I've got my druthers about Peacock in general, but uh, I'm super excited for this. I love the Brooklyn Nine-Nine team, and I love Craig Robinson. I mean, what's the last thing he's been in that was any good? The Office. Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yeah, it's The Office. No, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Fucking thing. Oh, wait. He was okay in Mr. Robot. But um, besides that, like, funny stuff, I haven't found him funny for years. I'm going to keep saying it. Was he a regular character in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, or... He gets about two episodes a season. Okay. He's Doug Judy. Recurring recurring or leads? How about that? He hasn't led anything that's ever been good. You're acting like like you don't like that Adam Scott joint that came out a couple years ago. Ghosted. No, 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 no. (laughs) Last year, and that was Ghosted, and it was the worst. That show was last year. I was pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was two years ago. Well, I mean, we're at the end of the last one, so yes, I guess it is two TV seasons. We just finished 2019, 2020 TV season. That was 2018, 2019. Don't you technicality this? Oh, Emily, technicality. That show did suck, though. Oh, it it wasn't good. I still think he's funny. He maybe is bad at picking projects, but again, coming from the guys who or the the team that does. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I'm totally da- like down for this. Ghosted came out in two- Ghosted came out in 2017. Okay, I was wrong. So it was fall of 2017. Man, that show sucked. It was not good. Uh, you know what movie really sucked? Uh, was the Green Hornet that came out like 15 years ago. And yeah, the show. I did. 
Uh, I've never seen any of the other Green Hornet stuff, but based on that one thing, it really sucks. But it's been around forever, and we're going to get more of it. Kevin Smith is making a Green Hornet animated series. He has some like pretty extreme reverence for it, so I like trust at least that aspect of it. But yeah, Green Hornet has never been something that I liked, aside from you know Bruce Lee being in it. I just. I don't know a ton about it outside of that movie was like borderline unwatchable and I just don't wanna. That's fair. Is this coming to Netflix? Yeah. They don't know yet. Kevin Smith's just making it and is trying to sell it. Okay, because he's doing He Man for the for Netflix right now, isn't he? Yeah, and that shit is apparently like the scripts for it are apparently awesome. Man, I hope that shit's yeah, yeah. good. I've heard some good stuff. I'm not a big He-Man guy either, to be fair, but that is way more popular, and yeah, they, that's had some good, like, early buzz about it. The actual, like, so far. the actual story of He-Man, as opposed to, like, the show and movies, is, like, Lord of the Rings in space is apparently what it is. Like, I'm super excited for whatever that show is going to be. Yeah, it should be cool. Yeah, because... And, and, and you address him properly... Uh, movie trivia Schmodown's own Kevin Smith. Thumbs up. His match against Chris Jericho is just two weeks away. You get one. You just get one. That's actually three. Thank you. Uh, you don't get them back to back, though, you greedy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I did save the best news for last, though. What's going to hold this over is go into uh, what we're watching in the second show. I don't know if this is the best news for everybody else. I think Josh is with me, though. Dave Franco has been cast as Vanilla Ice uh, for the Vanilla Ice biopic To the Extreme. God damn it, I'm so excited for this. I cannot express how excited I am. Dave Franco is the best. So badly. I want it so much. (laughs) I want it to only be him, if they don't include his explanation as to how he doesn't sample Queen, then this movie fails. <laughs> it has to be, it has to be Dave Franco staring blankly into the camera and going, "There's is dun 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 da dun dun, and ours is dun 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 da dun dun." Because that is an actual interview he did. I love it. Oh, I've so much. Ninja Rap needs to be in this. I am his weird. Fucking metalcore remake album that he Too did. Too cold, sir. It is called Too Cold. It's so I love Vanilla Ice in an unironic way, the same way I do Snow and his seminal album Twelve Inches of Snow. Um, but Dave Frank- Franco playing Vanilla Ice is so perfect. It really is the best part of Scrub season nine. I can't. I can't read old people clocks. <laughs> Oh man, I'm so in on this. Yeah, I, I might like this so more too. than his brother, and I definitely like him more than his other brother, Theo James. Secret third Franco. There's no third Franco. <laughs> yeah, there is. He looks more like a Franco than the third Watt brother looks like TJ and JJ's brother. They don't claim him. They host a show with him. 
They're like, who's this guy? God, I want a show that's made up entirely of the third brothers in Hollywood. So him, uh, the third Hemsworth, uh, Theo James, all of them. Just like a... Uh, what's that? The third, the third Manning brother? Yeah, the third Manning brother. And Andy <laughs> Lawrence... The youngest Lawrence brother, all of them. All the Hansons. <laughs> yeah, all three of the Hanson sisters. Yeah, Hanson. Fuck you guys, they're great. Umbop is a, Umbop is a, it's, it's indeed a bop. It, it slaps, so. It does indeed. Don't you fucking forget it. <laughs> all right, folks. That's going to be it for this show. Make sure to check out the second show where we're going to be talking about all the stuff we're watching. Uh, there's a lot of premieres. Uh, we finished a lot of shows. We're talking about several of the new Peacock shows. Some Unsolved Mysteries is coming came back in a new format. Uh, there's a new Muppets show. Umbrella Academy's back. We finished Legion, Killing Eve, Carnival Road, Dave. There's a bunch of shit, folks. Tune in. It'll be awesome. Thank you for listening to Free For All, your source for all things geek. We just wrapped up another episode, but we're not done. Stay tuned for parts two and three. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and rate and review us too. That's the best way for new folks to find our show. You can also find us on the Google Play Store, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. Don't forget that you can now subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch the show as we record, and you can catch our live streams on the Free For All Facebook page. Also, feel free to tweet us at FFA Podcast to keep in touch. Thanks again, everyone, and we'll see you next time. That'll do a lot for a pizone. <laughs>